Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. This week we've been talking about Pride Month, where America proudly celebrates its sin, not just to set apart a day for this, but to set apart a whole month. I mean, what do we do in America to celebrate, um, you know, our dead who died for our country, some of the greatest heroes of, of, of America, and we only give them a day, Memorial Day, just, just one day, 24 hours, to celebrate them. But no, we're going to take a whole month, 30 24-hour days, to celebrate the sin of America. You know, America is not the only one, though, that's caught up in this. You may be surprised. Uh, I was a little bit when I went to Israel for the first time and visiting Tel Aviv, a very, very modern city to live there. One must have a lot of money, very expensive to live there. But also to live there, uh, you must be prepared for its sin. It's one of the... Uh, almost there's more gays per capita living in Tel Aviv in Israel than you would have even in uh, some cities in California. And so, you know, Israel, although I, you know, I pray for Israel, glad that she has been restored and uh, we you know, we want to support Israel, but that doesn't mean that they're a godly nation. They, too, will stand in judgment of a holy God. In fact, you're going to find here in the Bible, let me go ahead and get to that part in my notes. And by the way, I'm, I'm go- going through some notes that uh, Dr. Kuvert uh, preached here recently at our church here at Victory Baptist Church, and he turned on to this topic in one of his studies with us, the city of Jerusalem is referred to as the spiritual Sodom. And the idea here is that its judgment of the city is something that is forthcoming. Here's the passage in Revelation chapter 11, verse 8. And their dead bodies, speaking of the prophets, this is in the book of Revelation, talking about the two prophets uh, who will return and their bodies, uh, they, they will be killed and their bodies will be left in the streets of Jerusalem. This is in their, and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, the great city being Jerusalem, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. Now, Sodom, of course, is, you know, that which is characterized by the sin of homosexuality, of sodomy, and Egypt, of course, is a, uh, a type of the world and the type of sin. And just because um, Israel has returned as a nation, and we must pray for peace in Jerusalem, there's still a role that they're going to play in biblical prophecy. We get that. But that doesn't mean that these are going to be people that are honoring God like our own nation has slipped far and far away. They just celebrated the 20th anniversary of pride of the Pride Parade on June the 2nd. This was their 20th annual Pride Parade. 
and one of the members of the Knesset, the social equality minister, uh, spoke there, and he said there to the homosexuals and to their activists, you are entitled to love who you want, you're entitled to marry who you love, and you're entitled to raise a family like anyone else. So they're simply saying, you know, if you love someone of the same sex, you have that right, that entitlement to marry whoever. This is going on. You see, our influence in America has been duplicated around the world. We've become such a wicked nation, and our influence is so great that we are leading others into this same kind of sin. Our sin is growing around the world and even being practiced in Israel, in Jerusalem. Another one who spoke at the Pride Parade, the uh, security minister, Omar Barlev, called the parade a victory, get this, a victory of light over darkness. A victory of light over darkness. Hmm. That being a homosexual, living in sexual sin, living against God's morality, God's righteousness and his standard of right and wrong, uh, they want to call that darkness. Didn't we just read uh, this week? Woe unto them that call light darkness and darkness light. Woe unto them that call good evil and evil uh, uh, good. This is going on, not only here in America, but across the world. Of course, we know it's going on in Europe and many other countries there. It's growing, uh, even in our Christian institutions in America, Baylor University known as the largest Baptist university in the world, is now openly supporting homosexual Christianity. And the Southern Baptist um, Convention, the movement, is splitting and is dying as a result of them embracing homosexuality. Before too long, we're going to see women preachers as part of the Southern Baptist movement that's going to be um, uh, confirmed. And, you know, there's a fight, people trying to stand against it there, but um, uh, it's likely to be lost, just like we've seen that to many other great uh, uh, other denominations as well. Duke, uh, in North Carolina, where I live, Duke Divinity School is one of 13 seminaries that's associated with the United Methodist Church. At a recent worship service co-hosted by the Duke Divinity School and the Duke Divinity Pride Student Organization, invited students to praise the great queer one. Who are they trying to suggest is the queer one? God. They're calling God at this so-called Methodist University at Duke Divinity School as God the great queer one second-year Master of Divinity student, Carolyn Camp, uh, stated, to step into the, whole, into the Holy One's fire that burns away all that says we are not good enough and refines us by the Pentecostal fire 
to be who exactly the great queer one calls us to be. Let the Spirit move you today. Lift your hands and voices and dance in whatever way is most freeing to you. I'm here to tell you that our religious institutions have been embracing this, embracing this for some time. It's even in the Mennonite Church. The Mennonite Church of the U of USA passed a resolution affirming same-sex marriage and committing to LGBTQ inclusion. The United Church of Christ has been celebrating same-sex marriage since 2005 and ordained its first LGBTQ minister in 1972. Between 2007 and 2014, get this, between 2007 and 2014, in a seven-year spread, there's been an average increase ever since then of 10% of Christians who say homosexuality should be accepted by society. So we're suggesting that, that more and more Christians the, the data is telling us that more and more Christians are embracing this, the idea that, that we should be inclusive and accept homosexuality into our society. Never mind what God's Word says. Never mind what God's judgment is. Never mind what God's righteousness is. And this is the point that I've made and said a number of times, and let me say it again. See, this is the problem of of the difference between morality and righteousness. Morality is a moving goalpost. Back when I was a kid, we used to play football. We didn't play American football, but soccer. You know, we called it football as a kid overseas, and that's what most of the world calls the game, football. Only here in America do we call it something different. But nevertheless, we used to play that, and we used to, you know, take off our sweaters and, uh, and, and put them down there as a goal and put two of them down there, and the goalie was standing between there, and we, you know, we'd play uh, football and, and try to score goals. And, and, and then someone would always usually come along and kick our sweaters further apart unless widening the goal. It's a moving goalpost, and that's the problem with morality. Morality is what a, what a society of people will accept as moral. I mean, there are some places in this world still, granted small, but there are still some uh, small secluded areas of our world that where it's still moral to eat your neighbor. <laughs> they still practice cannibalism. Uh, and to them, it's, that's moral. Morality is a moving goalpost. It's whatever a society will accept. And that's what's happening is that the church is no longer using God's word as a standard. And our government has kicked God's word out. Our schools have kicked it out. And now it seems like many of our churches are kicking it out. We're ignoring it and pretending it doesn't exist. And we're using whatever, you know, whatever, you know, the a group of preachers in our denomination has said is okay. I'm here to tell you, if you're part of that kind of church, and some of you, I know you are. I talk to you. You talk to me. And you're in some of these churches, and you know that they're not taking a biblical stand. Now, some of you say, well, we're trying to bring them back. You're trying to, you know, uh, return them. You know, if you're not part of the leadership, then you, in a sense, are causing, um, uh, you know, seeds of dissension amongst the brethren. 
And I suggest to you that you leave it and go find you a a God-fearing, a Bible-preaching, Bible-fearing church and praise God for the pastor that's there and get in there and and support them and get along and, and, and to roll up your sleeves and join in and fight the fight together in a church with with the right leadership. Say, oh, well, you know, they're not as big numbers or influential as, as the others. Um, some of these churches, they, they're, they're lost. They've lost their, um, they've turned away from God's word. And if they're not going to listen to God's word, they're likely not going to listen to you. And uh, it, it just breaks my heart that we've got many of our churches that are no longer fearing and preaching God's word. And you, you're not responsible for them, but you are responsible for yourself. And you'll stand before God and give an account for it. Now, that preacher will one day stand before God and give an account, and that will be a fearful day for them. That makes me fear, uh, put fear in my, my heart. We have a moral decay not only in our government, not only in our schools, not only in our education, but it's also in our churches. But there is hope. The hope is that we can do what's right ourselves. Now, we may be small in number, but God started with 12. And look what he did with that. And if God is going to bring a revival back to our land, and I pray for it, I hope for it, and I believe he can, it's going to start with repentance. And the power of God can do some mighty things if we'll yield to it. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.